Experience God's encounter with Pastor George Zunwa as he takes you through the Word of God. We believe that the gospel is good news and that God's principle empowers men to fulfill their destiny. For more inquiries, call 0702-5950 or 0702-5951. Jesus exceeds expectation. John chapter 14, 18 and 19. He said to us, I will not leave you like orphans. I will come to you. He said to us that as he lives, we will live. I want you to know he, you will live. But living is not just breathing. The quality of life you receive determines the quality of life you manifest. Look at John chapter 4 verse 14, the message translation. John 4 14 in the message translation. Jesus was talking to the woman by the well. Is anyone who drinks the water I give will never thirst? Not ever. The water I give will be an artisan spring within. Gushing fountains of endless life. Brothers and sisters, there are men who carry fountains of life in them. There are those who carry cup looking for where to drink. Which one are you? He said there's a water you drink. It becomes artisans of artisan springs within you. Gushing our fountains, not one fountain. Fountains of endless life. So, what you drink determines what comes out of you. And today, something will enter you. We don't just have it, we distribute it. We carry this life. Not just to live it, but to distribute it. That will be your story. You know what Jesus said in John chapter 7, 37 to 39? He said, if anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. He that believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. Brothers and sisters, there are men who carry oceans. Rivers flow from them. And Ezekiel 47 says, anywhere the water goes, healings begin. So there are men who are flowing streams. You are one of them. Never sit down in church looking like you need help. You are the one to help your world. This generation is entirely dependent on you. They are looking up to you. Stop looking down on you. Your neighbors believe in you. It's time to believe in yourself. People are shocked when you fail. You can't fail. The people can't believe in your God more than in your God. You believing in your God. They can't believe in the capacity of salvation in you more than you believe. You are unique. Life is in you. And this generation will drink from you. So there's a river coming out. Lift up your hand. In the name of Jesus, who say I am and whom I serve, let the river overflow. It's time to live life. This service I speak on living life to the max. Living life to the max. I know some years ago, uh, what was the name of that film that featured, uh, I think, Queen Latifah or something about a holiday. Is it the last holiday? <laughs> the film was very simple. I mean, uh, this lady is working as a store attendant and uh, making a little money and living her normal, quiet life. 
And then she did a brain scan. And I told her she has, is it lapin scones or whatever? One lapis something syndrome. That is a brain something that was going to kill her in a few weeks. When she had it, and she knew, in a few weeks, I'll be dead. <laughs> he said, then what am I doing here? I have no husband. I have nothing. This small job I'm doing. This is how much I'm earning. She resigned from her job, got her pay off, took everything, turned it into cash, sold everything she can sell. Enter flight. Went to Europe to go and chop life for three weeks and then she can die. You're not hearing me. <laughs> Paid for a hotel room that is $4,000 a night. Just began to live. Every money she had, she wanted to work it before she passed. If you have three weeks to die, what are you waiting for? No worries anymore. I'm dying. So let me do my bucket list. Brothers and sisters, you see, everybody here is living to die. That's the truth. It's one chance, no other option. Whether you believe it or not, one day you will go. They don't need to give you a medical report to ask you to start living. You better start living now. You don't need a medical report to wake up. Wake up now. And begin living your life. And begin pursuing a life that makes meaning to God and to man. And that is enjoyable here on earth. That's what to do. Look at Ephesians chapter 3. Verse 19 and 20 in the message translation. It's a live full lives. Full in the fullness of who? God. Live full lives. Live lives to the max. Full in the fullness of God. Next verse. God can do anything you know. Far more than you could ever imagine or guess or request in your wildest dreams. He does it not by pushing us around, but by walking within us. His spirit deeply and gently within us. God can do, King James said, exceeding abundant. No, no, but you've got to decide to live full lives and live in the fullness of God. So Jesus died. Are you with me? He rose again. He put a deposit of his life in us. We can't live like beggars. There should be something about us that looks like the life of God is in us. If you take a beetle car and get a heavy Mercedes engine and put inside the hood of that car, the sound of that car must change. The speed of that car, it must change. In fact, the driving attitude of that car must change. Why? Something is sitting on the engine that wasn't the usual. If the life of God is in you, is he showing? You know, the problem is this. That many of us never got born again. We just changed church. We never got born again. We just changed church. We never became children of God. We just became prayer warriors. Praying and begging God. We are not part of the family. Uh, I made a joke where I went to preach this week. I said, somebody told me one day, he said, I wish you heaven at last. I said, I'm in heaven now. 
They got confused. I said, heaven at last is not a wish. I'm in heaven now. He said, I'm seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus right now. I'm not traveling to heaven. I'm a citizen. I'm not waiting for the day I die to know whether we go to heaven. I know now. Don't wish me. I have it. The receipt is in my hand. I got born again. I became a child of God. I became a member of his family. Dying is returning home. I don't need this after I die. You see, but religious mentality keeps you thinking it's in the future. Abundant life is now. Abundant life is now. That's what it means we're born again. That the life of God, the zoe is in me. That when I appear, I may have the body of a human being, but I have the engine of God. Anybody watch car racing before? Uh, this street racing, not the normal Formula One. The street racing. We have some young boys come and then they boost their cars. Huh? You see them walk their engine and boost their engines and all of that. And then they're racing. And then, voo, voo, voo. They take off and all of that. In the midst of that, somebody hits one, uh, one uh, something. Boom. And you see the car. Boom. And then it launches forward. Why? Because even though it has an old engine, there's a booster. But in our own case, there's no booster. It's a new engine. The engine of God. The Zoe. Who has it? Do you have it? I declare over you today, you will never live a fallen life again. You will never live in shame, in sin, in sickness, in darkness, in confusion. Never again. So it's time to live life to the max. First thing I want to remember is this. That the life we have is a gift from God. The way we live it is our gift back to God. The life we have is a gift from God. The way we live it is our gift back to God. God gave you your life. Live it well. Live it in holiness. Live it in power. Live it in prosperity. Live it in creativity. Live it in success. Live a life that God can be proud of. Your life is a gift from God. The way you live it is your gift back to God. So, if God sat down now and received your life, will he feel fulfilled that he invested well in you today? May your life have meaning. Jesus died for us. We better live for him. God live for him. The life you live. In purity. In principles. In integrity. In service. In giving. In success in your career. Is your gift back to God. Excuse me, ma. What are you giving back to God? Is it your year of quality? Second thing I want to drop with you is a heartbreaking waste of grace to live below what Jesus paid for. It's time to live life to the max. 
is a heartbreaking waste of grace. For Jesus to purchase your healing and your sick stay sick. For Jesus to purchase your prosperity and you're a beggar. For Jesus to purchase your righteousness and you are addicted to nonsense. A heartbreaking waste of grace. You see, uh, if I made a provision for you and you can't assess it, uh, I don't think it will feel good for me. Let's say a man died and before he passed on, uh, he made an investment, kept some money, he's paying every month, every month, every month for his children to go to school. There are some of you who know that kind of insurance, right? Every month you pay some money so that by the time your children are 20-something or 16 and all that, you'll be able to send them to university. So you've been paying that. And then before your child gets to 16, maybe the man passed on. And then the wife, they didn't know how to pick up the money. The child stops going to school. Everything is wasted until maybe this young man is about 70 years or 60 years. And then one day he found out that his father left something like that for him. And he has suffered all his life. That's a terrible way to die. Come and talk to me. A woman lived in a cardboard house. Cardboard house. That means uh, uh, worse than a bacha. What than a bacha? Using uh, carton to cover herself in New York as a homeless woman. And died as a homeless woman. Not knowing that they left for her more than a million dollars. When they were looking for people, the bank, they set up an agency for people who have unclaimed inheritance. By the time they found her, she was already dead. And she has lived on the street for years in poverty, not knowing she had more than a million dollars in an account left for her. And there are some of you here who forget that when Jesus hung on the cross, your sins were paid for. So sin is no longer accusing you. Demonic bondages were broken. He spoiled principles and powers. He ran triumph with them, showing them naked to the wall. So how can something be harassing you? He took the stripes that you may be healed. Sickness shouldn't be in your body. He became poor. That you, through his poverty, may be rich. You have this mentality that you are a small destiny. You are not. The king died for you. The price you pay for something is an expression of the worth of that thing. God gave his son on the cross for you. That means God values you. Stop living a life as if God doesn't care about you. And stop living a life of self-condemnation. Enter into the best of God. I asked a question about how you value things. You see, there are some of you here now that the phone you have 
is a kind that they said 3,400. You know those 3,400 Naira phone? The kind that if you are going under the flyover and uh, one of these boys come, where's your phone? And you give it to him. He will look at you and say, thunder fire you. He will, <laughs> he will give it back to you. And continue. He said, thunder fire you. He hold you. This is what you are holding. Come on, get out from here. Are you hearing me? <laughs> Why? Because the phone. <laughs> Even if he wanted to sell it, how much? Is it two naira he's going to sell? But there are some phones you hold. Some phones are up to two million. When you hold the phone, you are holding multiple house rents. Yeah, in fact, some phones you are holding is a car in your hand. If you went to, as a young man here, you know, young men who understand this, you went somewhere, you put your phone at your bo- bo- buttocks here, now, and then you, you, you just came in, and then uh, maybe they're having a party here, and then you just said, okay, let me go and ease myself. And the thing is pressing you, but you've been dancing since. And then suddenly you find an occasion, and you just rush in there, and then you want to do it quickly, and you just pull the table up. You sit down, and the phone drops in. If it's that 3,400 naira own, you just look at it, you spit inside the phone. (laughs) And you continue going. But brother, I don't care how rich you are. If it's that phone of 2 million, you look inside, you see shit, you put your hand on Why? Value, value, value. The cost of that thing, man. You think Jesus will invest invest his blood in you and then see you inside and won't pick you? You think so? Even if you were inside sheet, Jesus would put hand. What he paid for you, heaven and earth can cover it. You need to understand your worth in the eyes of God. That's what will help you live a life on top of the world. When people are talking, you are talking from a higher place. Because you know, no, no, no. What God paid for me, I can't be forsaken. How can a human being kill me? How can evil mess me up? What Jesus invested for me. No. My life can't go like. Lift up your hand. I speak over you today. Let a new consciousness of the glory of God rest on you. You will live life to the max. I can't hear you. Amen. So please, from today, don't waste grace. The topmost top is your place. Believe it, think it, behave it. Don't get frustrated that it hasn't happened. Just stay on course. I am your pastor. I have modeled for you how to take a destiny journey without rush. Step by step. Without trying to be big or trying to be important. Just do my job and keep moving. You have followed me for years. You didn't see me dragging to show my face. Show my face. I'm just here. And then each day, I'm chopping life more. Each day, God is showing his glory, showing his power. No stress, no pressure. And just keep going. So it can happen to you. I stretch my hand toward you. In the name that's above every name, you are rising, begin now. Every mystery that keeps men down, as you are hearing me, that mystery be subdued in your life. Whatever said, you will never be the best in any career, in any place. I curse it in the name of Jesus Christ. Calm down, you will get there. Calm down, calm down, calm down. 
A man running 100 meters and a man running marathon are not the same. When I came into ministry, I had this sense that I'm running marathon. I didn't come running 100 meters. 100 meters is flash and dash. Fiam, you get there. One, people clap. Seven, nine seconds, it's over. Marathon is ours. Marathon is ours. I want you to understand. No, 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 no. Do you notice that some of the people that ran the sprint have retired by now? You are not hearing me. There were people that looked ahead of you five years ago. You look again, you can't see them. Some of your friends that bought the car you were dreaming of five years ago are no longer rich now. And you are still rising. And you are still rising. And you are still rising. The greatest rising on earth is rising to stay. So don't, don't, don't feel like life left you behind. No. No. You are on a journey. Where I have problem with a lot of people is this, there's this desperation. And the Bible says, he that hastened to be rich shall not be innocent. You put your hand here, put your hand here, put your hand here. Before long, you have, you have messed up yourself. In your business, you can do it with ease. You can take step by step. And you can still arrive at the top with joy. And still go to bed at home and sleep well. Without anything accusing you. As I stretch my hand toward this generation will see grace in you. In today's fast-paced world, we all need contacts and mentors on social media for inspiration, motivation, and more. You can connect with Pastor George Izunwa on all his social media handles. Follow him on Facebook at Pastor George Izunwa, Instagram and Twitter at George Izunwa. Connect and let's take the journey of greatness together.